0: Hi guys, welcome to the Word of Podcast. Hope you've been blessed by the previous episodes. I'm excited that you've joined in today. Let's get right into it. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12 Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation, with fear and trembling. I'll take it again. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The verse starts off with an affectionate tone. The apostle addressed the church as his beloved, the word was translated from a Greek word, agapetos, which means to be esteemed, dear and favorite, worthy of love. Maybe you never had the experience of loving parents, siblings or spouse who called you dearly beloved. You might have had a rough journey in life and think you're not worthy of love. One place on the surface of the earth I know where you can be truly loved for who you are is the house of God amongst God's people called the church, the body of Christ. People who never knew you just pour out themselves out in love. It doesn't matter your race, tongue, tribe, you are loved. You're worthy of love and you deserve the highest form of love. Although love is commonly linked with affection these days, agape, which is the highest form of love, is not limited to affection, but selfless sacrifice. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, the apostle acknowledged this group of people for their steadfastness in obedience. They were said to have always obeyed. Obedience is fundamental to the Christian faith and disobedience was the first sin ever committed. So we've got to be mindful of that as well as others. What does it mean to obey God's word? It's to be committed, to put into practice, to conform to God's word. So let's examine the situation of the first humans in the Garden of Eden we flip back to Genesis chapter 2, 15 to 17. It reads, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, You shall surely die. So we see there was a clear instruction given to the man created by God, just like we have God's word, the Bible, today, which instructs us in the way we should go. There are certain things which are clearly written in scriptures, the written will of God, and there is also the spoken will of God, which comes through the spoken word. In any circumstance, the Bible is the standard test to check if anything is from God or not. If it doesn't align, it is not from God, period. No matter who says it, God's word is bigger than anyone. Having received a clear instruction, Adam and Eve, through the deception of the enemy, went on to carry out a contrary action to what God instructed That's disobedience, and it is sin against God to disobey. I don't know in which area of your life you're carrying out a contrary action to what God instructed. You may have genuine reasons, like Satan gave Eve through deception. The fruit was pleasant to her eyes, good for food, so she went ahead and ate it. Mind you, From every other tree, they were allowed to eat freely, but they left the rest and were obsessed with one. That's the work of the enemy. The enemy is going to come with his reasons and examples to convince you to go against God. And you may not even know that the voice you're hearing is the devil's because Bible says he disguises as an angel of light. He would give you a thousand reasons why you should have sex before marriage, saying your friends are doing it and it's nothing wrong. He would give you reasons to lie and tell you everyone lies so you're not doing anything wrong. The devil will tell you many things to deceive you, but be alert. The position of God on certain things is as clear as crystal. He said, don't have sexual relations if you're single. Be faithful to your husband or wife if you are married. It is also clearly written that all lie is of the devil because he lied from the beginning. Lastly, we are encouraged to forgive one another, so unforgiveness is disobedience. These and many more are clearly stated in the word of God, and through the help of Christ, we can live a life acceptable to him. The verse again says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now, much more in my absence. These were believers who were sold out to God in devotion. They were not men pleasers. Some people are out there to please their vicar or pastor. They only clean the pulpit, hoover, or carry out some task when the pastor is watching. The Bible says they already have the reward. Our obedience to God ought not to be seasonal or people dependent. True obedience is born out of love. That's why Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. We can't claim to be in love with Jesus and live in disobedience. The verse ended by saying, walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This can be misconstrued to mean that personal salvation could be due to one's works, which negates the fact that salvation is obtained by grace and not of works, so no one should boast. The statement can be reworded this way, Walk about your salvation. Employ yourselves in things which accompany salvation, such as hearing the word of God, submission to gospel ordinances and a discharge of every branch of moral, spiritual and evangelical obedience for which the apostle before commenced them and now exhorts them to continue in. This admonition is not only relevant to the Philippians but also to you and I and it's my prayer that we will continue in these things that we have heard living a life acceptable to God. What are some life lessons we could learn from this verse? Number one, you deserve to be loved with Jesus' love. You deserve to be loved with Jesus' love. Number two, obedience is a show of love and should be done not with eye service but with sincerity of heart. Obedience is a show of love and should be done not with eye service but sincerity of heart. Number three, but not the least, salvation is a gift from God, but we have to continue in the practices that help us sustain that life. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you for your word which has come forth. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to obey you, helping us to live a life that's pleasing to you. We're asking God that your grace will abound in our lives. You help us to obey, not pleasing men, not as men please us, not um, carrying out eye service, but true obedience out of love. Help us, dear God, to fall in love with you again and again. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. And help us to carry out the practices that help us live a life sustaining the life of salvation. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. It's always a pleasure to have you. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.